Hey, he did it. <laughs> I just had to set up a new project. Hi, everybody. We're recording. This is a remote recording of uh, another episode of Ben Does What He Wants, Late to the Party Edition. I am your host, Ben Schlofeld. Now I can fuck up the rest of it because I did the most important part. That's all I really had to nail. The the intro? Make sure I said my name, <coughs> the name of the podcast, and what kind of podcast it is. But oh. isn't it a reverse late to the party? So oh, didn't you fuck quite you. fuck that up? Oh, well, it's a late to the party. Okay, fuck you, Dan. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Fine, Dan, you know. Okay. Um, it is a bit of a late to the party. Uh, reverse mm-hmm. edition. Uh, and I have friends of the show, Dan and Byron, are back Woo. to talk about WrestleMania. And yes. we're here at Dan's apartment. Um, On the most sacred, holiest of days. This is our Super Bowl, man. WrestleMania Day. This is a big deal for these guys. This is a oh. big deal for these guys. So, um, do you want to reintroduce yourselves for people who may be just listening to this episode for the first time like, and, and have not heard you guys on previous episodes? Give a little, a quick... <coughs> My name is Byron. Uh, previously, I did Harry Potter, which, did. which was not as good as wrestling. Uh <coughs> Really we'll, we'll, is we'll anything. find out. We'll find My kayfabe name is Prodigy, mm-hmm. which go into that. I know bit. what that means now. See, <laughs> and uh, Prodigy is the world's greatest wrestler for all time. All time. Yeah. And I am Dan Wenzel. I am an actor around Chicago for the next two months until I move to Atlanta. Oh no, this is news to you. Isn't this it? is news to me. I uh, at the end. Leads of... the party exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> breaking news, oh, if you will. Oh man, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, Congratulations. I'm moving to Atlanta in uh, looks like uh, beginning of June uh, to go pursue an acting career out there. So remember, last time the uh, moral of the story was hire me. This time, moral of the story is, hire me, or I'll leave town forever. <laughs> that's your ultimatum, guys. Yes, correct. Okay. Well, that's, well. I mean, I know that there's film booming in Atlanta. so Lots yeah, of it. And it's goes. stuff that I'm interested, stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare uh, Festival, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great. Are we ready to talk about some history of wrestling? I Jack is also here. Started about <coughs> history of I'm wrestling. I'm in the background. I'm just listening. Hey, but well, you Jack, hear me? Hi. What is your last name? Simons. Jack Simons is here also. He will be watching the wrestling with you. He's also a fan of wrestling. Yeah. So, Your background color commentator. Please, <laughs> f- feel free to... Ch- no, honestly, feel free to chime in if something strikes you. Um, so we're going to go through this, and uh, here's what Wikipedia has to say on the subject of wrestling. Cave drawings <laughs> some 15,000 years ago depict the sport of wrestling. So it's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, this is not the kind of wrestling we're here to talk about. Before we dig deep into this history, it's important to distinguish the key difference between uh, wrestling, like the Olympic wrestling, and professional wrestling, and that is that pro wrestling is a, as as I guess Vince McMahon let it be known, that it is a an, a uh, a performance art. Yes, it's a, an event, not not a sport. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say it doesn't require athleticism, but it's entertainment first and has been. Additionally, it's very popular in a number of countries around the world, like Mexico, Australia. The United Kingdom and Japan. But for the sake of time and relevance to our upcoming viewing of WrestleMania, I will focus on the history in the United States. So pro wrestling traces its uh, more immediate, and by immediate I mean around the past 150 years or so, uh, to its origins in carnivals, fairs, and vaudeville of the 19th century. 
Uh, they especially took hold after the Civil War. Athletes would travel with circuses and shows and of the like, uh, and carnies would promote them and act as their agents or bookers. Mm-hmm. Um, many circuses included wrestling shows featuring burly men in colorful costumes, performing fights and feats of strength that would include a narrative of some kind and, a fi- and fictional biographies of the wrestlers. By the way, I like that Dan and I keep saying yes, as if we're fact-checking your Wikipedia. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> yes I right. went to the Wikipedia, too, and saw that this was all what they had. No, 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 this is all just up in our brains. Uh, yeah, no, we know this. We are uh, master-level historians of wrestling, so yeah. yes, we can fact-check Oh, should, should I just close this and let you guys... What happened next year? The so, next year, the next year... <laughs> it, uh, no, you go ahead. Oh, okay. go ahead. We, I like you. Get you when you hit about 1950. Okay, great, great. Okay. Uh, there were also exhibitions where wrestlers could challenge audience members to skirmishes, leading to high stakes gambling on the matches, and which furthered the show's popularity. During the late 19th century and early 20th century, wrestling was dominated by Martin Farmer Burns, who was from Iowa, and his pupil Frank Gotch, or Gotch, I think it's probably Gotch. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Burns was renowned as a competitive wrestler who, despite never weighing more than 160 pounds during his wrestling career, fought over 6,000 wrestlers at a time when most competitive contests, uh, and excuse me, when most were competitive contests and lost fewer than 10 of them. So there's a citation there. This is probably more of a legend than, than yeah, fact. Yeah, but, I was uh, just about to say, there's, there's a thing in wrestling where they, they grandiose things like oh, yeah. Mick Foley in his books said something like, They'll say it's a six-foot ladder, but then you'll see someone walk near it, and they'll be taller than the ladder or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is yeah. inaccurate. <coughs> yeah. It's no. a show. It's a show. Kayfabe. Perfect. Oh, yeah. My kayfabe name is Dan the Man. I don't think that came up. You didn't. You didn't. He also gained a reputation for training some of the best wrestlers in the era, including Gotch, known as one of America's first sports superstars. Gotch regarded as peerless at his peak was the first to actually claim the world's dispute undisputed heavyweight championship by beating all contenders in north america and europe cute wrestling's popularity experienced a dramatic tailspin in 1915 to 1920 becoming distanced from the american public because of widespread doubt of its legitimacy Mm -hmm. and status as a competitive sport and that's the thing is it's funny when people come up to us and they say you know wrestling is fake right (laughs) yes it's the world's worst kept secret in fact this one came out in the 1920s we know and then when people say it's scripted and then my response is always yeah but i don't know the script correct Mm -hmm. i don't know who's gonna win you don't you know like when you're watching uh uh, breaking bad you're like man someone wrote that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah who gives a shit Everyone, and when I say we have a, a fantasy um, wrestling league, everyone's like, well, isn't it predetermined? Yes. Yes, it is. But mm-hmm. until that three count happens, we don't know what's going to happen. No. And uh, I mean, make this, what about uh, that uh, 1929 Black Sox scandal? Huh? Or excuse me, 1919 Black Sox scandal. I mean, it was fixed too. Like, you know, it, fixing in sports happens. Sports yeah. is a money-making machine. But at least wrestling is uh, upfront about it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Uh, so they, it had a sharp decline because of people not thinking it was legitimate mm-hmm. and uh, Gotch had retired in 1913 and no new wrestling superstar emerged to captivate the public eye following the retirement of Gotch professional wrestling except in the Midwest was losing popularity fast media attention focused on illegitimacy and wrestling instead of its athleticism and without a popular superstar no major personality uh, reached a wide fan base in response Three professional wrestlers, Ed Lewis, Billy Sandow, and Toots Mond, 
uh, joined the joined to form their own promotion in the 1920s, modifying their in-ring product to attract fans. The three were referred to as the Gold Dust Trio due to their financial success. Their promotion was the first to use time limit matches, flashy new holds, and signature maneuvers. They also popularized tag team wrestling. I'd really love to see what they considered flashy yeah, back right. then. Yeah, yeah. Grammy. Go back. There's a little bit of glorification of the olden days. Where like don't do like four punches and somehow that's a match. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's uh, that's all you needed to yeah. win win the crowd over back then and and convince people that it was a fight. Now everyone is so, on to it and they're like, oh, we need twenty minutes to tell this big story. Well, when, also, like the believability of uh, and I blame movies for this too. Like uh, I've heard um, professional uh, like uh, security officers and defense and people who work in defense mm-hmm. say like, if a fight lasts more than two punches, someone's not doing it right. <laughs> um, and so the idea that like, Oh yeah, a real fight to somebody who had been in a fight mm-hmm. would be like, Oh yeah. If, if they're still fighting after like five or six punches, mm-hmm. then maybe, the, maybe it is fake. Yeah. Um, but now we expect long fights because if Indiana Jones can with, or James Bond or whoever the hell, you know, Keanu Reeves can take a bunch uh. of punches, then why can't this guy on stage do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, ba, 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 gold Dust Trio. That's where I was. Flash new uh, maneuvers. They also popularized tag team wrestling, introducing new tactics such as distracting the referee to make the matches more exciting. He's a heel! <laughs> Rather than paying uh, traveling wrestlers to perform on certain dates and combining wrestlers in matchups where when they were available, they decided to keep wrestlers for months and years at a time, allowing long-term angles and feuds to develop. This was the key to their success. Uh, they were able to keep wrestlers from their competition and were able to have regular wrestling cards. Their business succeeded quickly, gaining popularity for its freshness and unique approach to wrestling. A traveling stable of wrestlers, uh, com- uh, uh, semicolon, a traveling stable of wrestlers, mm. period. Citation required. The trio gained great popularity nationwide during their best years, roughly 1920 to 1925, when they performed in the Eastern Territory, acquiring fans from the highly exposed big cities. Then it seems, probably due to uh, the Great Depression and World War II, nothing really happened in wrestling. There's there's a big gap. I'm sure there were small things, but there was not uh, a market, uh, and there was not much on record of big wrestlers at the time. It's funny that you say that. Is it? I have <laughs> I <didn't> a, know. <laughs> I have a great uncle funny. that was a wrestler oh, yeah. at that time. Jack Gasick. Jack Gasick. And I saw one of his matches and it was from like 1937. Mm. And it was spectacular. Spectacular for the time. Huh. Did so he there was have some... a Wikipedia page? No, he has a, no. Uh, a wiki wrestler, whatever the equivalent is oh, I... on uh, on him. Well, we'll do an episode about him ah. next. Time. No, but oh, uh, well, not that's to really say, cool though. Not to say, yeah, exactly. Not to say that the wrestling stopped, obviously, but like uh, <coughs> there is no big event sure. in the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. In 1948, wrestling reached new heights after a loose confederation was formed between independent wrestling companies. Which I imagine a lot of these companies were probably established during mm-hmm. the, the, the territory days. Yeah. Remember this, earlier when I said 1950? I was two years off. Yep, 1948. <laughs> two uh, years off. This was known as the National Wrestling Alliance, or NWA. Something that... Uh, means something very different now. Yeah. Well, the NWA uh, still has a, a belt that's being passed around right yep. now. Oh, really? Yep. And there's also a famous um, 
group of uh, musicians who correct yes have that. yes indeed. I will not read their name on <laughs> uh, in the late 1940s to the 1950s the NWA chose Lou Fez Lou Fez okay, to unify the various world championships into a single world heavyweight title mm. Fez's task was not easy as some promoters reluctant to lose face went so far as to shoot and I had to look this up uh, that is play legitimately yep. as in not faked uh, title matches to keep their own championships popular with the fans. So that's cool. I mean, I thought that was interesting. That, mm-hmm. like, you know, fuck you. We're gonna we're we're gonna play this for real. Yeah. <laughs> we're um, gonna actually fight. They did. They tried. WWE tried that in '98. Brawl for all. Oh right, yeah. I blocked that out of my memory. So did most fans. Ken I, Shamrock, <laughs> right? <clears throat> no. Oh my god. We'll go into it later. But there's yeah. a whole story behind that. I believe it. I mean, there's. A ton of information. Like I, this is condensed, uh, and also there, there's a whole page on just wrestling alone, like the feuds, the moves. Like mm-hmm. moves yep. have own, their own paragraphs about like the origin of this move started mm-hmm. in this, like by this wrestler at this time, like and has evolved into this thing. It's a lot. Um, so heavyweight title. Uh, popular. Okay, following the advent of television. Mm-hmm. Uh, professional wrestling matches began to be aired nationally during the 1950s, reaching a larger fan base than ever before. This was a time of enormous growth for professional wrestling, as a rising demand and national expansion made it much more popular and lucrative form of entertainment than in decades previous. This was called a golden age for the wrestling industry. It was also a time of great change in both the character and professionalism of wrestlers. Wrestling fit naturally with television because it was easy to understand, had drama, comedy, and colorful characters, and was inexpensive to, uh, for, for production. From 1948 to 1955, each of the three major television networks broadcast wrestling, wrestling shows, uh, the largest supporter being the Dumont Television Network. By the late 1950s, professional wrestling had lost its high ratings. Sorry, guys. And producers... Uh, it's still fluctuating <laughs> now. Yeah, depends on what week it is. <laughs> uh, realizing that they had oh, they had overexposed it, soon dropped most wrestling shows from their lineups. Uh, the NWA was the most dominant wrestling body in the fifties, and numerous wrestling promotions had been under its leadership. Many promoters, however, viewed it as a crooked tyrant, holding back innovative changes in the sport. Yeah, it was during that this this time that several promoters found reason to leave the organization, managing to find niches in the United States. The most prominent of these were the. American Wrestling Association, the AWA, yep. which became the most popular wrestling promotion during the 1960s, and the New York-based Capital Wrestling Corporation, later named Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Oh. As a as a top re- the as, New York territory, mm, yeah. As a top wrestler in the 1950s, Vern Gagne, 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 Vern Gagne, formed his own promotion in the a- in the NWA in 1957 which soon became the lead promotion with Gagne winning World Heavyweight Championship of Omaha. After unsuccessfully lobbying for a title match with the NWA champion, however, Gagne broke away from the NWA in 1960, renaming his promotion the American Wrestling Association, uh, sorry, the AWA World Heavyweight Championship, um, and making it the dominant organization of the 1960s. So this is all very confusing for me because it's like, you really, if you want to break the territories down seriously, yeah. you need a map need in a map. front yeah, of you I'm... to understand what happened at what time, because it, it's it's almost a war of sort uh, of sorts, yeah. where they 
start with many territories, then all of a sudden one territory moves into another, and then you've got WWF buying all the territory. Which is it is up, it yeah. is like a war, and I have. I have seen it described as such, oh, like yeah. gaining and losing ground. But all, are all these are familiar to you, like the AWA, mm-hmm. the NWA. Oh yeah, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia's yeah. okay. oh, well, got a famous footnote in history. I don't know if you have it in your notes. I, what? What? What is it? He discovered a young man by the name of Terry Balea. Oh, I've heard of him. You know who he yeah. is? He's a, isn't he a wrestler? Yes. yes. I've heard. It, I've heard his. That's name. his shoot name, Terry Balea. His kayfabe name goes as is Hulk Hogan. Ah, yes, he's yeah. coming up later too. Well, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I think uh, Byron and I were actually talking about a week ago, and we were like, "Well, they're like." Definitely wrestlers in history that if you're going through the history, you can't not mention. Sure. And Luthez and Vern Gagne were were two of those names. I'm glad Absolutely. I have them in here. Mm-hmm. I'm learning, guys. I'm learning. Um, and so is the audience. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, Gagne was the top wrestler engaged in many feuds with heel wrestlers, most notably Nick Bockwinkle. Yeah. And was AWA's top draw until his retirement in 1981. Vincent J. McMahone? McMahone. 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 Also withdrew the Capital Wrestling Corporation from the NWA in 1963, uh, as the NWA champion Luthez was not strong, was not a strong draw in the area. And in 1979, shortened Worldwide Wrestling Federation to World Wrestling Federation, or the WWF. I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, it sounds familiar. The World Wildlife Federation? Yes, correct. <laughs> oh, gosh, don't even get me started about those that, fucking uh, pandas. <laughs> those damn cloth tote bags everywhere. I'm not putting those pandas over, man. No way. <laughs> they should have had a wrestling match between the panda and, I don't know, some wrestler. I think they guys... tried to program that one year, right? I think During the, the Get the F Out promotion? Well, they, ah. had a, they had a chicken, so they might as well have had a panda. That's or was it a turkey? Gobbly gooker. Oh, that was a turkey. That was a turkey, yeah. Gobbling. Gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker. It's, it's a, a wrestler. Real wrestler. You've never heard of him? The gobbledygookler? Gooker. 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 Ooh, this is getting worse by the second here. <laughs> However, with wrestling's decline in the 1970s, the WWF, without its top draw, Bruno San Martino, San Martino. Uh, as champion, suffered a blow and had to rejoin the NWA in 1971. The WWF, however, rebounded after Andre the Giant, who I'm very familiar with because of movies, Mm -hmm. uh, became the company's top superstar when he joined the company in 1973. He was soon the top superstar of all professional wrestling. Andre became so popular that all NWA territories and the AWA used him as well. He is the original attraction wrestler. People come from far and wide (coughs) just to see him because of his size alone. There's a picture of him that I love. It's him in a plane, and he's taking up at least two, if not three seats, by himself. Mm-hmm. Three seats? Jackson's three, three? Yeah, three seats. By himself. And he still looks uncomfortable. So, he was he was big. He was a huge. He was huge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Famous, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Princess Bride. Have you seen The Princess Bride? <coughs> a little movie called Princess he's the, Bride. He's the big guy in The Princess oh. Bride. Oh. Not Fred Savage. No, the, the big guy. Yeah. The, the guy with the big ego. Carrie yes, Elwes. Yes. In, uh, oh, where was I? Where, Andre the, Andre the Giant. So, okay, wait, in spite of all this, the NWA as a unit was still on top and gained huge dominance through Georgia Championship Wrestling, or the G. 
WCW, mm-hmm. becoming the first nationally broadcast wrestling program on cable television in 1979. It aired on, it wasn't called the TBS Network at the time, but it would become the TBS Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 1981, uh, GCW became the most watched cable show on television. Uh, now, the 80s. The 80s. Also a golden age. Uh, yeah. A yeah, time known I guess as... you could call it that, depending on who you ask. Well, um, sure. There's uh, lots of cocaine, so I'm lots sure. Lots of cocaine. There was, I mean, I know like Jake the Snake, and mm-hmm. I knew Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some of their action figures. Randy, macho man, savage. Yeah, snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> one of the most famous guys, or one of the most fun guys, Sam uh, and I don't know if he's on to the fact. Yeah, we've talked that, about this. That his voice sounds like that. You don't know if he's in on the joke. If you watch his old promos, and I've done this many times, oh, you don't know if he knows how funny he is. I guys, I thought you were talking about me for a second. I thought you sound, were saying I sounded like Racho Racho Mandy Fan <laughs> Gosh, we gotta get him watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <soon>. seriously. <laughs> Get some wrestling, Ooh, you, boy. Can't, you can't make that up. Um, <laughs> a time known as the 1980s wrestling boom represented professional wrestling's greatest period of televised entertainment, reaching widespread popularity among American youth, as well as producing some of its most spectacular characters. In comparison to the declining support of media outlets during the 1960s and 1970s, professional wrestling, notably the emerging World Wrestling Federation, WWF, abridged from the WWWF in 1979, thank God, received great exposure through its reappearance on network television. The WWF expanded nationally through the acquisition of talent from competing promotions and, most notably, I had to look this up because I was so confused as to how, because I'd read, like, that the, the, the Georgia Championship Wrestling was huge, and then all of a sudden the WWF came in, they bought them out. Correct. Yeah. They bought in, out almost everybody. Yeah, in yeah. 1984, uh, the WWF purchased the Georgia Championship Wrestling, making it the only uh, company to air televised wrestling nationally. Correct. Uh, thereby becoming synonymous with the industry, monopolizing the industry, and the fan base. Which is is an interesting story all on its own because... Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who is currently running the WWE yeah. promotion. Not the J, uh, the K. The J, yeah, correct. Uh, J, Vincent J, told Vincent K, don't do this. Yeah. You're going to piss everyone in the entire wrestling world off if you decide to nationally broadcast, if you decide to, to bite off more than you can chew. For real. And he looked into his dad's eyes and he said, I won't do that. His dad dies, <laughs> and he does it. This, this sounds like a, 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 a. If they should have a figure, the ghost of his father, be a wrestler, and then they should fight. I'm surprised they haven't done that. Well, there was a match. Well, there kind of was. <laughs> there, oh no! Yeah, there, Damn, was. there was one. Remember? Because yeah, the match where he fought God wasn't. There match. it is. <laughs> he fought God in a match. Shawn Michaels' tag team partner was God, and Vince fought him. And, and I forget who won. And oh, how could you forget who won? That is the match of, of anyone's lifetime. Oh god. Okay, so they, I think I fell asleep for that match. I don't remember it. It was a SummerSlam match, if I remember it. Oh, hell no. oh. The WWF's owner Vincent K. McMahon, uh, the the son, uh, revolutionized the sport. Revolutionized the sport by coining the term sports entertainment to describe his on-screen product. <laughs> 
downplaying the still claimed athletic competition in favoring of entertaining viewers as well as enhancing its appeal to children. I am getting heated over here. Because I don't like the fact that they call it sports entertainment. Because and it's it's wrestling. It's supposed to be. Ugh. Never well, 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 mind. We'll get to we'll we'll get to your yeah you know, like. Byron, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say he didn't really push sports entertainment until like the late '90s, early 2000s. Before then, like it was a term, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like mandated. Mm, okay. Well, yeah. They in this they're saying. <coughs> Coined it, perhaps did not reach uh, a prevalence until much later. But yeah, yeah true. They <laughs> they still tried to drag out kayfabe for a few more years. Yeah, most notably was the muscular Hulk Hogan. Heard of him? Um, who marked the 1980s with his all-American persona? Mm-hmm. His sheer size, colorful character, and extravagance made him the main event into excellent rating into an excellent ratings draw. By January 1984. Hogan's legions of fans and his dominant role as the industry was in the industry was termed as Hulkamania. The <laughs> what are you just hearing the word Hulkamania? No, for the just, first I've never time? heard it said so academically. <laughs> have you heard of this, <laughs> darling? Have you heard of this Hulkamania? Hulkamania. They call running Hulkamania. wild brother. <laughs> Little Percy was coming home talking of Hulkamania. Uh, the rock and wrestling connection was a period of cooperation and cross promotion between the WWF and elements of the music industry. Yep. The WWF uh, attracting a degree of mainstream attention with acts like Cindy Lauper uh, joining in 1984, and the WWF personalities appeared in her music video. Mm-hmm. How about that? She appeared at a WrestleMania as uh-huh. well, first going oh. into WrestleMania. Meanwhile, the NWA's renowned and highly successful territorial system was slowly dying, with Jim Crockett Promotions, or the JCP, uh, became the center of the entire NWA, while the WWF had their major stars at almost all of their shows, the NWA could only manage to have a few of its stars at one show at a time, Mm -hmm. to promote the product in every territory. After the WWF gained huge dominance with WrestleMania... Crockett responded to the success of the WWF and successfully acquired time slots on TBS and would continue to buy out NWA promotions between 1985 and 1987 as well. The advent of nationwide television also weakened the system. Wrestlers could no longer travel to new uh, market and establish a new persona since fans already knew who they were. See, that's the thing. That was a big thing in the territory days. You could get away with doing the same shtick. Same match. Same exact same match in multiple towns. Because it was only local TV at best. So, like, people wouldn't know. So, you can get away with that. This is why they're probably so Well, and you could go over huge in one territory. Like, you could be a a recognized champion in in a certain brand, a certain territory. And then you'd go to a different territory and you'd essentially be a jobber, which is, is. Someone, Someone who, who loses a lot. Like a yeah. session man, almost. Yeah, who does the job. Who uh, who does the favor. Gotcha. Who lays down. Hmm. Takes the pin. We're learning. Are we learning, people listening? I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who didn't know who they were. Meanwhile, McMahon took advantage of this phenomenon by purchasing promotions all over the continent in order to produce a widely popular nationwide television program and make the WWF the only viewing choice. WWF. WWF. Or WWF. If you're uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. WWF. To counter the NWA's primary supercard, Starcade, the WWF created its flagship show, WrestleMania. 
Large television networks also took wrestling into their weekly programming, including Saturday Night's Main Event, premiering mm-hmm. on NBC in 1985, the first wrestling show to air primetime since 1955. So it's been 30 years. Damn. ESPN was also, also began airing promo, uh, professional wrestling for the first time, first airing Pro Wrestling USA shows, which were created as an alliance between the NWA and the AWA in 1984. And in an effort to counter the, nas- the national success of the WWF was the, that was gaining, and later AWA shows after Pro Wrestling USA <laughs> fell apart in 1986, WrestleMania three. With a reported record attendance of 93,173 people is widely considered to be the pinnacle of the period. So yep. all of these yeah. things going on all at once was considered... Like, this is wrestling saturation at its highest. Uh, the first episode of the main event is still today the highest rated professional wrestling television show to date with a 15.2 rating on Nielsen and 33 million viewers. Damn. After WrestleMania 3, Crockett also acquired the Universal Wrestling Federation, which broke from the NWA in 1986. So much of these breakups, it's just nuts to me. I hope the listeners have a map in front of them yeah. and are keeping track like, of this. I, it, <coughs> I, I'm a little confused, so I think it's okay. Like, it, there's just a lot of splinters. Correct. It, 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 to me, it just sounds like a lot Don't of... Don't worry. Yeah. It'll... It, at the end, spoiler it'll, alert, there will be two left standing in about ten years. It all wraps <laughs> up pretty nicely. Well, um, and- the reason they, there's so much splitting off the NWA, I think, is because um, you, know, you know that cliche you hear about politics where like it's a bunch of, of, of old white guys in a room smoking cigars saying yeah. like, who's going to be president? Sure. That was the NWA. Mm-hmm. It was a half dozen guys smoking in a room being like, all right, who's going to be the new national face of wrestling? And that, that happened for each promotion, yeah. too, because that, that also... Mm. No, I, I'm I'm curious, like, because this is stuff that's not necessarily explicit in Wikipedia. Yeah, each uh, promotion had their own set of like a board, a cabinet, or whatever you wanna, you know, uh, compare it to. Who would sit in the back room, smoke, and determine who was going to be their nationally recognized champion? Sure, and it was all political. Yeah, based on who was well, related they, to who, who I, was I, in the family, who it was uh, more about nepotism, less about like who's oh, marketable. Correct. I read an article once that said that <laughs> Jack Gagne, is shaking his head yeah. very emphatically. Yes. Oh yes. I read a long article one time that said Vern Gagne probably could have given Vince a run for his money, except he kept putting the title on himself and his son, okay. to the point where people got sick of it. Jesus. That's why Hulk Hogan left. Yeah. Wow. Was because Vern kept giving it to either himself or, or Vern Jr. This is fascinating. Yeah. So, so it's almost like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Absolutely. And and having to splinter. Well, and, and there's also they also want money too, right? Everyone well, and it's money. also the fact that everyone uh, also uh, comparing to the mafia, everyone respected one another's families. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. their own set of families, and you, they weren't. You can be. Yeah, they they had their own, you know territories they had their own uh borders and you did not cross the border out of respect corner? are you wrestling on my corner exactly i read not uh, joking that yeah, is true no that's 100 percent true huh bobby um, are you book, wrestling in my town are you running a promotion in my town yeah are you kidding me yeah huh absolutely fun all right well let's continue um and also so he also established this is the same, uh, crockett Mm-hmm. Also acquired the Universal Wrestling Federation, which broke from the NWA in 1986, and would also establish a second office in their old Dallas headquarters to fight the WWF's control of the over the industry. JCP took the NWA's pay-per-view name 
uh, names and used its best talent to draw ratings. Crockett was unable to beat McMahon, however, and McMahon took big big bites out of Jim Crockett's promotions by successfully airing the 1987 Survivor Series and the 1988 Royal Rumble on the same night as Starcade. That sounds like something Vince would do. Yeah, well, he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like something Vince would do and then later denounce when someone else did it to him. So yeah, it sounds, so it sounds like Survivor came out the same as Starcade and then uh, Royal Rumble came out the same year at the same time as uh, Bunkhouse Stampede. Uh, this left Crockett with no viable options after uh, that, other than selling out to the media mogul Ted Turner, who Ted Turner, who renamed the promotion World Championship Wrestling WCW, WCW, and continued to challenge McMahon's monopoly of the industry. So it sounds like it's just it, for a while it's Ted Turner versus McMahon. Yes, uh, this Turner, is the standoff. This oh my god, there's so many documentaries about it. Eighty-three Over? weeks. Eighty-three weeks. Three weeks. That WCW beat. WWF or WWE, depending on what year. No, WWF. WWF. WWF didn't in the exist until the 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <coughs> according to what I've read. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Turner promised a more athletic approach to the product, making Ric Flair the promotion's marquee wrestler Woo! and giving His... young stars big storylines and championship opportunities. Important segue about WrestleMania this evening. Uh, yeah. Charlotte Flair who is main eventing WrestleMania along with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey this evening, uh, winner-take-all match for the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship, is Ric Flair's daughter. In real life. So In real life. More uh, more nepotism here, guys? Is that what we're talking about? No, no she's she damn good. It. Yeah, okay. She's damn good. All right. Okay. Hey, I'm... No, I, I, you, like, are, you are right to think that that is a possibility. However... Yeah. Charlotte, I don't know if it's it's genes, her DNA, whatever. She is damn good. It, it's 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 totally fair to say that Rick probably got her in the door. Yeah, like she made a WrestleMania on her own. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, hey, I'm not, I I'm not arguing with you guys. I'm just like, and that's listen here, Ben. Oh, I'm asking you questions. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still here at like four o'clock in the afternoon, so we've got a long long way to go until the main event this evening. Ben, I really do hope you stick around for this match because it's going to be. Fucking awesome! How many matches are are slated? Fifteen. Fifteen. Shh, don't tell anyone. It's way too fucking long. It's no, too many. I'm, I'm not. I'm, and cut it in half, and this, still be we'll hard. talk about that on the wrap up. Yeah, I think of that's the podcast about so how long it was and how much we died on the inside. <laughs> for uh, do you guys? You guys bet? You don't bet on this? Do you guys no. bet on this? No, uh, we bet uh, plastic title. That's belts. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We bet our pride. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> bet our pride, and that ain't worth shit. Actually, uh, I uh, Dan the Man is betting his career on tonight. Yeah, Dan the Man. So you're gonna retire if you don't win. If I don't win, I retire. Wow, the stakes are high, guys. Stakes uh, are high. Prodigy's up for a title tonight. Not not quite as high as stakes as that, but still, it's a title. It, we'll, 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 it's we'll a, find it's, out. It's medium stakes. Stakes are medium. For it's you. like yeah, no. Medium yeah, this one's medium rare. Anywho, get out. <laughs> During the early 1990s, the growing WWF was being hindered by competing brands and nagging legal troubles. The largest trouble came from the WCW, which competed for fans and dominated the industry during the early during the years of 1997 to 1998. The WWF was forced to change itself to overcome its competition, remodeling itself with added bloodshed, violence, and more profane sexual lewd characters. This yeah. new 
Attitude Era quickly dominated the style and nature of wrestling to become far more teen-oriented than ever before. Oh, and yeah. And made the yeah, WWF reign, regain its status as wrestling's top company. Well, it's so funny. The Attitude Era is is where I got on board with wrestling. Mm-hmm. That and makes yes, sense. it is vulgar. It is profane. There is blood. There is a lot of stuff that I don't even want to bother mentioning. However... Nine-year-old Dan was, like, not allowed to watch wrestling at any time, and that made me want to watch it more. It's going to- so I did. Shouldn't forbid anything. Let kids do whatever they want. They figure out what's good and what's bad for no, them. No, honestly, I shouldn't have been watching that shit. No, no, not bad. at that No. Or do you, feel, do you feel like you're poorly <coughs> adjusted now, Dan? Yeah. yeah uh, uh, do you? Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Ish. For more reasons than just wrestling, but sure, yeah. <laughs> the image of WCW changed when Eric Bischoff was Bisch- appointed executive Bischoff. Bischoff? Well, it should be Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was appointed executive vice president of WCW in late 1993. It all went he, downhill from there. And I was gonna say it, it's funny that you mentioned late 1993. He milked it until what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> Like, it is uh, April 7th, uh, 2019, 3.59. Yeah, he's still milking it. To this day. So yes. he's, still, he's still the vice president, or he's not the president? Of- no, but he'll. He, you ask him, and he might uh, say otherwise. 83 Weeks it's is the name of a podcast that he is doing right now. Oh, I forgot about that. Celebrating and dissecting the 83 Weeks the WCW held. Uh, WWF Sway over the, the WWF. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wow. Um, he signed former WWF stars and departed from their focus on in-ring action in favor of the WWF's approach. The WWF began to suffer immediately and started building new stars. The Monday Night Wars began in 1995 oh when WCW started Monday Nitro. Does it not say no, specifically really. the wrestlers who yeah. he took? Oh, I'm sure it might have been it's either too many or... Hulk Hogan Randy was Savage. one of them. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage... This is a big poach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much their entire main event at the time. Mm-hmm. So they probably, probably offered them a shitload more money. Yes. Is, is this where Hulk became? So I know the, the Hulk that wore the yellow in the 80s and then in like the, the Hulk that wore black. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is where the, the, this the transition is NWO happened. Hulk. And uh, NWO's colors were black and white. And he comes out on Monday Night Nitro wearing black and white. Coming down as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Or no, not Hollywood, but NWO Hulk Hogan. And everyone just goes, what is going on right now? So it was, now? A, it was a, a... I mean, I even heard... Like, I knew this was a thing. And mm-hmm. so I imagine it must have been a very big thing in the world of wrestling. So yeah. You know, it's funny to watch a clip where he turned into a bad guy when he joined NWO. Because one of the commentators gives up the game before he does it. Have you seen this clip? No. Yeah, one of the I forget which commentator, but it was Tony Schiavone and someone else, and Hogan comes out to defend Randy Savage, and somebody goes, "Whose side is he on?" Well, and at the time he's been a, a good guy for like fifteen years, the All American hero. Yeah, and then he he attacks Randy Savage, but at that point the commentators already like questioned it. It's a four hundred one. <laughs> uh, pre-show is starting. Okay, so we just need to see. We, we got we got a couple paragraphs left here. You're good. You're good. You're okay. good. Take your time. Oh take no, I don't. I don't. I just interrupt. better not miss this Andre the Giant battle more uh, battle battle royal. It, I can't say it. A battle <laughs> royal with Andrew Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant. memorial <laughs> battle royal. Oh. 
Well, that's that was a bit of a tongue twister. Jack's right? gonna go watch. Uh, Jack's gonna check that out. We'll we'll get some, so uh, WCW started Monday Nitro, a show that ran directly against Monday Night Raw. While starting fairly even, it was it escalated in 1996 when the formation of the heel stable, mm-hmm. uh, the new world he, order, the he, new world order. Excuse me. Heel means bad guy. By heel. Yeah. So I, I'm. It was. You a, gave us a look when you said well, it, a, and I, was, was I just a, wanted to clarify. There was a link to, like, <laughs> to, yeah, bad guys. Uh, they helped WCW gain the upper hand when they became the most powerful group in professional wrestling. Uh, WCW also came up with a more with more legitimate, edgy storylines and characters over the WWF's cartoon style. Mm-hmm. Away from the WWF and WCW, a new breed of professional wrestling was beginning. NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling renamed itself ECW. Extreme ECW. ECW. Oh, ECW. oh man, there's so much blood in Philadelphia. E- ECW is rem- remembered maybe a little more fondly than it should be. If you go back and watch it, ECW was great. So it was, many people almost died. It served a purpose <laughs> for sure. Hey, hey, overpopulations in this issue. <laughs> extreme Championship Wrestling is not just the the title. They were extreme. Yeah. They did extreme what the fuck kind of stuff. That's they, what it sounds like. I've seen a video of a guy, <coughs> excuse me, a guy, a relatively famous wrestler called Taboo break his neck in the ring. It's funny is because he he's, he's talking about that that moment. I couldn't tell you which one it was because there are probably three moments of him almost <laughs> breaking his neck it's true so yeah i talked to when i was at uh, lunch earlier i was talking to my friends who were familiar and they were i had the impression again this is why it's reverse late to the party i'm not i thought it was like theatrics in that why wouldn't you hit somebody with a like a, a styrofoam rubber chair why does it have to be apparently they are real chairs yes and yeah. they f- are flung into real tables, into into real trash cans. And they, like, they are what's called gimmicked up. Uh, so if you're going through a table, the table is kind of pre-broken in a way that makes it easy to fall through. Sure, but uh, you also like raise your hands up to protect yourself from getting hit with the chair. <laughs> Uh, because you're gonna get hit with the chair. You're gonna get hit with the chair. Uh, you just need to put your hands up, and it will be fine. Wasn't there a rule now? You, you, they, you can't hit people in the head with chairs. Now? <coughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No headshots. There's but a... man, can you take a beating on the on, on the, the old back? ass? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, right in the butt with a dirt. When I was uh, in high school, I was a ring announcer for a backyard wrestling federation, and we had a guy that loved ECW and he wanted to be extreme and this and that. <coughs> it was not uncommon for me to see him like gimmick something. My favorite memory of this was I showed up one night and he's outside of our arena, which is our friend's garage. <laughs> uh, he had a baseball bat covered in barbed wire and he's just hitting it against the asphalt. And I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, I'm gimmicking, I'm gimmicking up the bat. And he just started smacking it against the driveway. Yeah. So to, to weaken it. To so weaken that, it, yeah. yes. <clears throat> I mean, I guess it's part of, I, 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 I just cringed when I heard that. I'm like, ugh. Don't but, worry, blood is also outlawed tonight, so you won't see any of that. No, blood in the ring. Probably no won't see any, no. Uh, so Unless East- Brock Lesnar decides to beat Seth Rollins open. Which is possible. Which he's done before. ECW adapted a hardcore style of wrestling. <laughs> uh, and it exposed the audience to levels of violence rarely seen in wrestling. This sounds like something you guys are just saying. Correct. The unorthodox style of moves, controversial storylines, and intense bloodthirst of ECW made it intensely popular among wrestling fans from the ages of 18 to 25. Fun story connecting this to WrestleMania tonight. Uh, the um, 
promoter oh, of yes. ECW. His name is Paul Heyman. Okay. He will be accompanying Universal Champion Brock Lesnar to the ring this evening. Paul Heyman is still around, even after, spoiler alert, ECW gets uh, demolished, goes bankrupt, I believe, and gets, for bankruptcy. And gets bought out yeah. by um, WWF. <laughs> Um, but Paul Heyman still stuck around the business. He is now a manager. He is managing the current Universal Champion. Paul Heyman oh, okay. has like a really interesting story. You know, he didn't start with ECW. He started with um, WCW. W- uh, Jim Ross, I think, was yeah. one of the ones to like fight for him. And like the late eighties, like he's been around. We've got a couple more paragraphs, and we're, the, we're the, really the matches are about <laughs> to start. We're really, we're really almost yeah. done. We can, this is this. We can save all this stuff for our responses. Correct. Um, its intense fan base, albeit a small constituency, reached near cultism in the late 90s and inspired the hardcore style in other wrestling promotions, namely the WWF and WCW. Mm-hmm. Here we go, guys. In 2001, the WWF, renamed World Wrestling Entertainment in 2002, the became out. the dominant <laughs> company in the global professional wrestling industry with the end of its two leading competitors, the WCW and the ECW. <sighs> that That's the, paying a compliment to ECW. I mean, they were the biggest. Competitor. They were though. They, they were, were number not a competitor three. of WWF. They were number three. I will. They were number three. I yeah. knew what ECW was yes. growing up. I knew Vince what... was not awake at night worrying about Paul Heyman. I like to, I'm, I'm liking to think that this is like in Chicago. But if people who are listening to this, it sounds like uh, WWF is the second city. WCW is IO, and uh, the annoyance is ECW or something like That's that. That's actually not really wrong. good. Yeah. Not wrong at all. Something like that. Correct. And yeah. in, in, except uh, the, t- the the second and third place tanked and got bought out. Um, oh, and that moment is so weird and heartbreaking because I don't know if this covers it. Oh, they just say Heyman right here. Yeah, I got Heyman. Vince McMahon's son, Shane McMahon, who connecting it to WrestleMania, has a match tonight against The Miz. And he better win. Shane McMahon <laughs> shows up on WCW to break to the world the news that thing. WWF has brought, bought WCW. Because the, the news in real life had broke that Vince bought him out. Mm-hmm. The storyline was that Shane was the one that actually bought him. Mm-hmm. So they turned they turned a business deal into a, a story, story arc. Yep. Which that's, they that's bombed and it sucked. <gasps> oh, but it so would have been really great. So hard. Really, that's like when I hear that, I'm like, that is just well, smart. It's a cautionary tale. And here's the thing <laughs> is because they bought out WCW, however, Vince was like, We fucking won. We are not gonna we are not going to do business with the WCW. So every wrestler that they inherited from WCW they either fired or they jobbed out for the rest of forever. Wow. Except like, Booker T. Except for Booker T. And, and I guess Eddie and Chris eventually. No, but they came over before that. Sorry, so. I shouldn't say Chris's name on the radio. Yeah. Uh, I can't talk about it. I can talk about it. Don't <laughs> do that. We're not. We're going to get sued. Oh, what? we will? I think so. All right, what? Fine. They're listening. So, wait, what? <laughs> Chris Benoit, look him up. It's tragic. Oh, okay. It's okay. a very tragic story. Oh, okay. Good God, guys. Like, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so WCW continued to lose money and f- uh, finally ended on March 23rd, 2001 with uh, McMahon buying it out. The WWE uh, would eventually uh, buy out ECW, leaving the company with no real competition in the professional wrestling market. So until this year, oh my gosh, there's no. so much. We're not going to go into that. We're not, not right now. AEW is just a t-shirt company. <laughs> <laughs> 
as a American something uh, all, all elite, elite wrestling. wrestling. And so is that like a, a, okay. a, a new splinter group? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Dusty Rhodes was a huge guy in WCW. W, it, he, he goes back and forth between WWE and WCW for a very long time, ends up retiring as a booker for WWE. He has passed away recently. His son, Cody right, Rhodes, man. his two sons, uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Dustin, uh, were in the WWE. Cody, very unhappy in his position in the WWE, walks away from the WWE couple years later he's working the independent scene he now is about to embark on creating a brand new wrestling company all elite wrestling which uh byron and i were at the inaugural um pay-per-view sure um (laughs) the inaugural show the inaugural show and they decided that they are going to have more shows what that means in terms of a weekly product or how often they will be uh, doing pay-per-views is yet to be determined. However, Vince... Oh, He's probably really happy about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> he it, loves it, right? It's, it's, <laughs> he says he does. It's a thing. Wait, yeah. he says he does? He, does he? Like, no. Well, I've heard him say something like, I wish Cody well or something like that. Like oh, something kind of bland. Yeah, all right, Condescension. Cool. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. yeah. G- good luck with your <laughs> splinter wrestling group. <laughs> I'm Vince McMahon. This is how I talk, right? <laughs> it's yeah. funny. Uh, Triple H, who is uh, Stephanie McMahon... Okay, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon is his daughter. Uh, Triple H is married to Stephanie McMahon. In real life. They are, they are going yeah. to inherit the company after Vince dies. Uh, Triple H got on stage last night at the Hall of Fame. He was getting inducted for a, a group. Um, and he said something like, because the person... so He was being inducted, he as, was part being inducted as part of a group. One of um. his group members is Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is now working with AEW. Triple Ooh. H says, Ah, oh, Billy, you're such a you're such a, an idiot. You know Vince will buy that company in a heartbeat <laughs> just so he can fire you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone went, oh, oh my gosh. Because there's it's still taboo to just say... For one wrestling promotion to directly name another one, mm-hmm. like wow. or WWE specifically, <laughs> yeah, WWE will never talk about New Japan or Ring of Honor or AEW. Yeah, because we I can't even touch on all of the other. Like uh, Mexico has That's, huge. Yeah. Triple A is amazing. Lucha, uh, Lucha on, Underground, Lucha Underground on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. I didn't like I said. There's a ton on that alone. Like, I just did the United States. Yeah, Wikipedia will, you know, for all intents and purposes, WWE is the top of the mountain, has been for about 20 years, will continue to be probably until we are long gone. Uh, but there are still rumblings. The independent scene is really hot right now. Yeah, which is great. There's a lot of market. There's yeah. a lot of market out there. In like, in the- uh, but the WWE is what we're going to focus on today. The yeah, WWE is what we're going to watch today. And mm-hmm. it's it's... As much as I love the independent scenes, uh, WrestleMania is my favorite day of the year. It's it's the ultimate like you cannot you cannot overtake WWE if you can't overtake WrestleMania. 
Correct. That's the ultimate. Wait, like it's like the, you said, it's like the and, Super Bowl of wrestling. And it's yeah. the perfect place for you, who has never really watched wrestling. I don't know. I mean, no, no. I, I, I have, I have only seen clips. I know of its reputation. Mm-hmm. I probably know more about it because I've seen Futurama parodies yeah. and things like that. It's uh, than, the perfect place for you to start because not only will you see matches and you will see the best of everyone. Uh, pulling their best performances that they can out of themselves. Um, You will also have a really good recap because the WrestleMania video packages that promote each match Mm -hmm. uh, will tell the story, catch you up to speed on where we are in terms of the story and where we can take it from here. Question for you. Question for both of you. Uh, Because I'm curious what your answer is going to be. Who's the most important person in WWE? Besides Vince. <laughs> oh, besides Vince? Besides um, Vince. Steph? In my opinion. Steph? The person who edits those videos. <laughs> Not the, wrong. Not wrong. Those videos are amazing. And and they get to tell the the viewers at home what the story that they are about to watch yeah. is based so upon. So it's, like it's a recap. It hel- it just kind of like fills you in so you can kind of... Yeah. Because like, the idea is that throughout the season, right? Because this, this this is a whole like season yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. And and in case you maybe are the type who like just watches the Super Bowl but doesn't care give Jack all about the rest of the season. This is you. You get a little filler. Yeah. Or like you watch the Academy Awards and you say, oh, there's a little clip of uh, Green Book. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't see that. Correct. <laughs> it, they're amazing. The, this is the season finale. This is the culmination of a year long uh, process. And um, this house is going to be full, hopefully. Uh, I invited people, if anyone's listening and still has time to get over it, you're, you're welcome. Damn, this, um, this, won't, this won't air it's, until it's, May. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, we're calling it Friends Mania. If anyone doesn't have a place to spend the holidays, come on over. Like, family's out of town, stuff like that. Come on over. Well, that's your last over. chance to do it because uh, Dan's moving in uh, June. So. Correct. <laughs> Uh, so we're going all out with this one. House is going to be full. People are going to be talking over, which is why I'm not recording the actual event. Yeah, I was... but I do urge you, I and I do want to take a moment to look at a few of those video packages just so you can get the story going into a few of those matches yeah, because that's I'm I'm going to be shepherded in a moment after we 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 cease for this this evening. We're going to go and watch, and these guys are going to yeah. Jack, have we look? started any of the matches yet? Okay, thank you. No, no matches. Sit down. No, thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, unless you, do you guys have any anything you want to tell me or the listeners before we go in and watch this this thing? I think this is if you want to call this episode one. It's a history of wrestling. I think episode two should be like our opinions, mm-hmm. stuff well, yeah, like that. Um, we recap. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <coughs> talk a lot more about what WrestleMania actually is because yeah. I didn't like. It's a it's a promotion. It's a show, mm-hmm. and like. But that's the extent that I know, and I'll learn, and then we'll um, tell the audience. If, if viewers at home are watching along tonight, uh, I am going to say you don't have to watch the whole thing. No. Uh, yeah. The big matches that you should fast forward to, if you're going to be watching at home tonight, you are going to want to watch the main event. Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronnie. Yep. I called her Rondi. Ronnie. <laughs> Call her Ronnie. Um, Charlotte versus Becky versus Rhonda uh, is going to be incredible. Um, Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Uh, WWE Championship, Daniel Bryant versus Kofi Kingston. Which, that's the one that, like, 
We need to watch the video package. For the that. video package for that is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna sell so everything. It's almost like is it like a ten minute little movie? Or it's something? about <laughs> yeah, yeah yes yeah about like five to ten minutes. Yeah okay yeah. Okay. Um, so those are the three biggest. I would also urge people to check out uh, Kurt Angle's retirement match. Yeah. Uh, triple about time. I mean, right, guys? Triple H versus uh, He's broken his neck so, so many times. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, for his safety, I'm glad that he's retiring tonight. Yeah. And it's, it's not a retirement match. Like, if he loses, he retires. He has already announced that he is retiring. This is his last match in the WWE. He's been a staple of the WWE for a very long time, and it's it's a good thing he's retiring for his yeah. health. He, you watch his last few matches, and you... If you know wrestling enough, like uh, like we do and all that, you can see the younger guys helping mm-hmm. him. Yeah, because these are all. I'm, I also learned today the, these are all contractors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, don't I, the John Oliver thing. Oh no no I just I I've not watched. No that. yeah oh you should watch the I've John heard, Oliver. No, I've heard, thing. I've heard it's, it's, it's it's amazing. Yeah, the, it, he, it, my, amazing in the way that it's appalling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. well, but it's it, it just it sounds like football, but with a smaller safety net. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's mm-hmm. scary. Um, but but, uh, and, and that's the thing is is oh, what's a what's a good like extreme match for tonight? Because Triple H versus Batista is no holds barred. That's gonna be pretty good. Oh, uh, Miz and Shane is falls count anywhere. Miz versus <laughs> Shane falls count anywhere. That'll probably be the best. Um, Shocker! The, it'll it'll be the most extreme match that we have tonight. I would also <laughs> recommend. Extreme. Yeah, I would yeah. also recommend that match. I also uh, would recommend the women's tag team match. Uh, Sasha and Bailey are the current champions versus Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Iconics. See, there's a lot of names here. You three, guys remember all these? Names. Three teams are great at wrestling. The fourth one are fantastic at their characters. So, but not so good at wrestling. Not not as not as much as the other three teams. Am I wrong? I don't know who he's talking about. The iconics. He says, <gasps> I love the iconics. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Iconic. Um, but yeah, that's another one that's going to be off the, the chain. chain. Um, yeah, I would say those are those are those are about yeah. five matches. Oh six. yeah. Not so much the match you want to see, because I don't want to see the match. I don't care. But in terms of... You know what I'm about to say? No. Okay. In terms of spectacle... It's controversial, though. <laughs> no, no, no. But um, one thing WrestleMania is known for, because they really do pull out all the stops, mm-hmm. people who have amazing entrances. Yes. And the entrance you want to see tonight is Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Oh, Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I don't recommend watching the match. No. Finn Balor's entrance is something... Uh, for the abs alone, uh, is <laughs> abs first, baby. Uh, uh, shredded tonight, Ben. We will point out Finn Balor, but you will already know who he is because of the his erection abs. in my pants. Correct. Yes, yes. yes. indeed. You're it's not like, wrong. Wait, what? Oh, that's oh. Finn Balor. <laughs> I didn't even see him. It just happened, and then I saw him, and then I couldn't help it. <laughs> All right, yeah, guys. so if people are watching at home, those are the matches that I personally recommend. Um, uh, yeah, I would agree with all those. Picks. So I hope you had your pencil and pen out. Um, because, well, I guess you can just re-listen to this. Since it's Becky on, uh, versus it's Sasha versus Ronda is going to be incredible. You want to try that again? 
Becky versus Sasha. Oh, no, you're right. Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda. Oh, my God. I can't be friends with you anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I switched out. Oh, no. The, the millions. Cruiserweight match. Oh, okay. okay. That is start. All right. All right. We are done for now. We will see you guys on the other side. There was a little Spanish beat. A record star. Heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he's seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish beat?